Hey everybody, this is Eric and I'm here with another episode of Short Circuits. This episode, uh, I, I really like this type of episode because I'm answering questions that you guys have sent in or have asked me over uh, the past few months and I don't have to come up with a show topic that way. So that makes me happy right off the bat. Um, quick message, I wanted to say I'm a little behind on getting some of these out. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still actually recovering from bronchitis and being sick for the last probably week and a half now, almost two weeks. Uh, but I am back on the mic and we are going to proceed. So uh, if my throat kind of crackles or gives out, I, I apologize in advance. But in this episode, I'm going to uh, answer some of the questions I've received from, from some of you. These have come in through email. Some of them have been through Slack and some of them have been a couple of questions uh, People have asked a long time ago, and I just never got around to answering. So uh, this is unscripted. I, normally for these microcasts, I script them out in advance, but uh, I got some good feedback on the last one that I did unscripted. So this is a bit of an experiment. I'm, I'm going to just kind of wing it and see how it goes. It's a little easier to wing it when you've got other people to banter back and forth with when you're doing it solo. So it's a little trickier. All right, so the first question I'm going to tackle because it seems most appropriate. What are three interesting things about you that most people don't know? It's a tricky question because I don't think there's anything interesting about me, but uh, I'd say the first one I have mentioned fairly recently on the podcast, I was just diagnosed with autism. So uh, that's something a lot of people don't know about me, even people that I grew up with and have known for decades don't know that uh, or are just now discovering that I have autism. Obviously, it's very high-functioning autism, uh, similar to Asperger's syndrome, which no longer is its own diagnosis anymore. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's been fun. Uh, that has uh, caused plenty of, of problems for me over my life. But uh, so that's the first thing that most people don't know about me, even the people closest to me that I've known all my life. Number two, I've never been drunk. I, I very, very rarely drink alcohol, very rarely. And uh, I can think of two times in my life where I've, I've gotten a little, little tipsy. I've never actually been drunk. I guess I, I feel like I embarrass myself enough when I'm sober that I don't even want to think about what would happen if I were drunk, so... I don't want to lose that that type of self-control. So, And then finally, uh, the third interesting thing, I don't know how interesting this is. Uh, other people seem to think it is. I can solve a Rubik's Cube in about a minute. I think one time I did it under a minute, but uh, I, right now I'm like generally about a minute and three seconds, minute and four seconds. I can't quite get it under that minute mark anymore, but... Uh, yeah, and I can do the uh, the Rubik's Revenge, the four by four by four cube. I can do the five by five by five cube, and I can do the seven by seven by seven cube, uh, respectively. Starting with the the three by three cube that takes about a minute, I can do the four by four in under under five minutes. I think about three and a half or four minutes. The five by five cube takes me about eight or nine minutes, and the seven by seven cube I've never really timed myself that closely because it's hard when you've got them. And if you, if you do it too fast, you break the cube. But I can do that one in, well, well under an hour. I don't think I've ever gotten less than 45 minutes on it, though. 
All right. A question from Chris asked me this a long time ago, and I never got around to answering it. What was your most memorable fan moment other than meeting Mark Hamill or hugging Vanessa Marshall? Now, which time that I've hugged Vanessa Marshall, though? That's that's the question. All right. So, um, you know, again, I think in the past, at some point, I may have mentioned this. I would say that the most memorable fan moment I had is also combined with the most memorable podcasting moment I've had. And uh, well, not actually on the microphone, but the most memorable moment as a podcaster. And that is back in 2005 when I was doing the podcast for TheForce.net before it became The Forcecast. I got an email out of the blue, unsolicited, from uh, this guy named Mike Stackpole. And he said, hey, I'm a big fan of your podcast. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to, if I could come on your podcast and, and maybe talk about some stuff and you can interview me and, and we'll hang out and it'll be awesome. And uh, I will never forget this day. I was at work when I got the email. I was uh, doing a, a project at NIH and uh, I, I didn't get a lot done the rest of the day. I mean, I, I got my work done, but I was very distracted. For those who don't know, Michael Stackpole is a very popular author of some of the early Star Wars books. Now, he's considered to be one of the better Star Wars authors. Uh, he also, I want to say it was Battletech. He wrote a lot of the early Battletech novels. He's since moved into more fantasy novels, and I, I don't really get into fantasy that much, but uh, I am a huge fan of his. And for him to contact me and for him to say that he was a fan of mine, uh, that was probably the most memorable fan moment I've had. I've had, uh, fortunately, I've, I've been lucky in that I've had a lot of really cool fan moments. And... Uh, so I'm, I'm, I feel really blessed for that to be the case, but I think this one stood out because it was someone of whom I'm a huge, huge fan who went out of their way to contact me, and um, it was awesome. I, I did, a, I think, like a three or four part interview. The phone call was probably two and a half or three hours long. It was crazy. It was also my first interview, which was a little, a little unnerving, and I'm glad to say that I've gotten much better since that interview. But uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, a side note, my my most memorable moment as a podcaster, aside from that, um, probably the first time that someone, a complete stranger, introduced themselves to me in the hallway at Celebration. This was Celebration 3 in Indianapolis. They caught me in the hallway and they said, are you Eric? And I said, uh, yes, I think that depends. Am I in trouble? And they said, no, I recognize your voice from the, the podcast at TheForce.net. And it was the first time someone had recognized me based on my voice. And I just didn't know what to say. I, I must have stood there like an idiot. And it's happened a few times since then. But that's just, it's a weird, it's a weird sensation to have that happen to you. That, uh, that's not a brag. I haven't had it happen often enough for me to brag about it. Uh, but when it did happen, when it does happen, that's, uh, that's a really cool experience. So... All right, moving along, Kyle asked, if you can make a movie in Star Wars, what would it be about and who would it revolve around and or star? So, if, I, if it were going to be a standalone movie, I think the concept of following a bounty hunter is full of so much potential. 
I think that not doing that film is a waste of a lot of storytelling potential. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Boba Fett because he's kind of the obvious choice, but I would be okay with it being any of the other bounty hunters, Jango Fett, Dengar, Zuckus, maybe not IG-88. I, I think uh, being able to relate to that character might be a little bit tricky, but I think any bounty hunter character would make for an interesting story because there's so much you can do with that. You've got the cat and mouse game. You've got the, the hunt. And the hunt always makes for an interesting story. You can put a little bit of a detective spin on it too, as you're trying to locate whoever the bounty or whatever the bounty is. There's so much you can do with that. It's just, it's the epitome of an adventure story. So for me, that would be the answer. As, as for actors and actresses, it, that's kind of a cheat because, you know, it's, if it's going to be Boba Fett, he wears a mask. So I could just insert any favorite actor there. Or if it's a female uh, bounty hunter, I could, again, I could just pick whoever my favorite actor or actress is and, and kind of throw it in there because I'm not really picking a character with a face. Uh, at least Boba Fett's face we never see as an adult. I, I feel like it's kind of a cheat for me to, to pick an actor or an actress to cast for that role. All right, next up, who are your favorite comic book characters and why? This, uh, wow, this is tricky because there are a lot of comic book characters out there. Uh, and, and I'm a fan of good characters. So this is a little bit tricky. In, I'll try to do this in order. I came up with a, a few ideas as I was kind of compiling the show outline here. I'm going to say off the top is going to be Batman. I've always been a huge Batman fan, even though I'm not really into DC comics. He is the one exception. He is, as is often said, he is a man among gods. He hangs out with the Justice League and a bunch of other superheroes, and he is not himself a superhero. He is a normal man. Maybe not normal, but uh, he's just a man. He is the world's greatest detective, which is, I think, a trademark. Uh, he... He's smart. He's good at figuring things out. And I love that investigative aspect to him as well. Uh, he's obviously one of the best martial artists out there. Though it was interesting. I was reading an article according to uh, Tom King, who is one of the Batman writers. He is not the best of the Batman family as far as fighters go. He is number three. Number one is the Batgirl, uh, not Barbara Gordon, but um, I think her name was Cassandra. Anyway, long story. We'll get to number two in a minute. He's on my list too. So uh, also, Batman has, uh, I mean, he's a, very much a loner. And uh, he's psychologically troubled. He's probably one of the most psychologically deep comic book characters ever written, if not the deepest. And I really find that compelling as well. I love getting into the psyche of a character. Uh, and uh, if you get the, the right writer, hate that phrase, right writer. If you get the correct writer, they do a really good job with him. Um, they're, I think they're some of the best stories in, in all of comics. Number two, of course, is Deadpool. Some of you who know me well might be surprised that he's not number one, but he's not. He's number two. He has a great sense of humor and he doesn't have to filter any of it. He should filter it, but he doesn't. And that's part of the appeal to him, I think, is in addition to his 
uh, you know, his fighting abilities and, and weapon mastery and all of the other things that make him interesting as a, uh, as a more physical character. Again, psychologically, he has more depth than people give him credit for, if not just because he's a little psychotic. And uh, I love the wit and, uh, and the use of humor as a coping mechanism um, or as a weapon in a lot of cases. I, I really appreciate that, too. And uh, as someone who uh, I've gotten myself in trouble lots of times for uh, trying to use humor and, and not really uh, having a good assessment or reading of the room, so to speak, in part probably due to my autism. Uh, I, I kind of like the fact that Deadpool, he can get away with it when I can't. Third up on my list is Nightwing, who is the character I was referring to that Batman scribe Tom King says is actually a better fighter than Batman. Now, he's not a better detective than Batman. Uh, he is perhaps not as much the whole package as Batman is, but when it comes to actual fighting skill, apparently, according to the experts, He's even better than Batman. But I like Nightwing because he's less psychologically damaged, even though he has every excuse to be. He has a similar origin story as Batman, but he's not as, as messed up in the head. He also doesn't have the unlimited financial resources that Batman does. So I like that, that uh, twist to his character. I would also say another one of my favorites, especially in the MCU, would be Rocket Raccoon. I like to say Rocket Raccoon is my spirit animal, in part because I've just always liked raccoons. Uh, but he's also, again, he's kind of got the attitude like Deadpool does. He's a weapons expert. And I just, I think he's a, an interesting concept for a character that absolutely should not work. There is no excuse for this character to have any appeal at all. And yet he does, and he's cool. And I like that. So I'll leave it at that. There are some other characters that I really like, but in general, I've always preferred Marvel over DC. Uh, and I've always preferred the X-Men over any of the other groups. So eh, there you go. All right, next up, what is the nerdiest thing you were into growing up other than Star Wars? I would say um, it, it's similar to Star Wars in the sense that, I mean, I could say, you know, computers or video games or something like that, but we didn't really have uh, personal computers when I was a kid. Uh, you know, it, high school, it got a little different. So as far as something that people would recognize as immediately being nerdy or a, a geekdom, a, a fan of a franchise of something, I would say Transformers. The Generation 1 Transformers, I was the biggest fan I can give you the names of all the characters. I can give you most of the statistics of the characters. Uh, I think I've seen all of the cartoon series. I haven't seen the Japanese ones. I, I was a big Transformers fan. I loved it. G.I. Joe was probably a close second. There were a lot of popular franchises I didn't get into. He-Man was big when I was a kid. I never got into that. Uh, but that yeah, that was probably the nerdiest thing I was into growing up other than Star Wars. In fact, I would say growing up, I was probably a bigger fan of Transformers, but you have to keep in mind, there were new episodes of Transformers cartoons coming out most days. In fact, season two of Transformers has 52 episodes in it. So that's not a season, that's like a whole year, but 
it it was something where there was and there was a comic book series there was continually new content coming out there were new characters being released where star wars uh i really enjoyed it i was a huge massive star wars fan as a kid but you made up your own content it was more of a role play thing there wasn't a lot of new content coming out other than the movies which i liked but you know 2 hours every 3 years a little bit different. So I think that for a lot of my childhood, Transformers was probably slightly ahead of Star Wars for me. All right, we'll do one more. What superpowers would you most like to have and why? I'm going to give you a kind of a boring answer for this one. I think for me, probably telepathy. Uh, as someone who's autistic, I think it would make it a lot easier for me to navigate social situations. Um, it would be kind of a cheat. But I, I guess that I would find that valuable enough that I would I would take that hands down over any other uh, any other superpower. Um, other things on the list, I don't know. I I think that um, like a, a combat sort of power. I would think probably anything that would involve stealth or uh, the ability of misdirection would be interesting. Even if it's just telekinesis, being able to mentally pick up a two by four and smack someone upside the back of the head from behind them as they're uh, facing me down. I, I think that would be a uh, kind of a valuable thing to have. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that uh, combat wise, it wouldn't be super strength. It wouldn't be flight. It wouldn't be, you know, lasers coming out of my eyes or something like that. It would be something a little more subtle and uh, stealth like, I think. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I, I know I've been behind in answering some of those. I love getting this stuff, though. Like I said, it makes it so I don't have to come up with a, a show topic, though I do have several topics planned out for the next few episodes. So uh, don't worry about that. But I would love to get more questions from you guys. I have a few more I haven't gotten to yet, and uh, I'll get to those in, in future episodes. But I want to hear from you. Email me some questions. Email me some... And it doesn't have to be frivolous little things like this. It can be... You know, what What do you think of the Cuban Missile Crisis or, or you know, whatever, whatever. It, well, I mean, I don't want to discuss religion or politics on the show if I don't have to. But, you know, it can be something more serious. Whatever it is you want to ask me, send it to shortcircuits at randomchatter.com or to make it shorter, just sc at randomchatter.com. I would love to get some feedback from you guys. And I thank you for the feedback that's already come in. I really appreciate it. But if you want to send in questions for me to answer on the show or topics you'd like to hear me talk about or rant about, um, I, I still have an open request. If anybody wants to just pick a random topic and, and force me to rant about it, I will give you at least a minimum of a nonstop three minute rant, non-scripted off the top of my head. So there, there's my open rant challenge to everyone. So that's it. Uh, be sure to check out all of our other shows over at randomchatter.com. We have another microcast series for Star Wars called Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast? We have our microcast movie reviews, real quick reviews. And of course, we have our full-length shows, Random Chatter, Echo Base, Getting Sidetracked is coming back, and we're going to have a couple of new hosts, I think. Movie Rampage. Uh... We, and, and we've got a couple of uh, other shows that we might be launching soon. We'll see how that goes. But that's it for this episode. Until next time, take care, everybody. Bye.